Welcome to another episode of The Scorer's Table. We got an action-packed episode here, trade deadline special. I'm William Robbins, joined as always by Julian McKee. You already know what it is. Your boy's back in the building. We back on the map in the words of Jay-Z. Excited to to discuss some some action-packed days in the NBA. It's like a... Every time around this year, it's like a national holiday. Deadass, it's crazy. All this stuff is happening. And, uh, yes, this is one of the crazier trade deadlines that I can remember. Definitely, man. I was uh, Yesterday, I was in like the study hall. And, man, I don't have a study hall because I'm not in high school. I'm in college. So that's bullshit. But anyway, I was hanging out at the library. Or I had my computer open. I felt like Woj out here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. All the trades going down. Insane, but we got to get straight to it. Mm, it's been incredible. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, we got a lot. And, and and I feel like we have so many trades now because players are signing shorter term deals. There's not, that, means, that means that there's a lot of expiring contracts and there's a lot of room for uh, for some trades. Definitely, man. Especially with nowadays, the, the, the players are really in control of the NBA. There's no doubt about that. So oh, for sure. It's a free for all at this point. Everybody's so, worried about so-and-so is going to leave and you got to flip them. And it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yep, so we're not going to talk about every trade here, but we picked a few of our our favorite ones, a few that we thought are the most important. So, we, well, first off, we have to start off with a trade that didn't happen. Anthony Davis. Man, Does it shock you at all? I have never seen much more of a shit show in my life. <laughs> it was just yesterday, It was just last week, I think, that we were praising Rich Paul. On this episode, yep. like, yes, Rich Paul, he's got the sauce, man. This guy, well, oh he was, my gosh. He, I think he handled it well in the beginning. And yeah. then all of a sudden he just lost his shit. I agree. And that it, it was also, I think, a fantastic move when he came up with the, he came up with the list of people AD will go yep. to a free agency and three of the teams were like, they're not going to trade for him before the trade deadline. What do you think? Yeah, it's like it's like he, he mentioned the Clippers, the Lakers, the Bucks, and the Knicks. Okay, well, only one of those teams can actually trade for him right now. So Yeah, it was... And, and, and you can guess which one that is, the Lakers. Yeah, but, it was a fantastic move. But I was, I was not surprised that a trade did not happen. Okay. And... The reason is because I think that Rich Paul totally underestimated the owner of the Pelicans, Gail Benson. Yep, there's no doubt about that. And it's probably, maybe he even underestimated Dell Demps. Yeah, for sure. I think sure. Dale Demps is the reason that Anthony Davis wants to leave New Orleans. There's no doubt about that. Yep. Even though Demps has done a lot of better of a job in the last year and a half. Yep. But, but quite simply, the Ashik trade contract, the Ajinsa contract, and the Solomon Hill deal are the reasons that this team is in the position it is in. Yeah. Now, the problem with all this, though, is they kind of, I mean, they did turn down a pretty good Lakers offer. The final yeah. Lakers offer was Lonzo, Ingram, Kuz, Zubach, and Two or three first-round picks, essentially. And Josh Hart. And Josh Hart, excuse me. Yep, and Josh Hart. Which, that's every one of the assets the Lakers have. Mm-hmm. The but the thing problem... with that deal is that... One of, I think one of the problems with this deal is because... Because you have... The Pelicans have Julius Randle who's been doing work this year. They're essentially just trading for the 2018 Lakers. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and my, my, my big problem with this, with this trade, the offer... 
was none of those players are really that great. And if you're going to trade like an MVP level player, history suggests you're going to lose the trade. Mm-hmm. Pretty much in every instance with a player like that, they've always lost the trade. So mm-hmm. they had a chance to do this trade. They would have gotten a lot of young players with potential. But I think that if you're trading Anthony Davis, you can't have young players with potential. You need to have a surefire, this dude's going to be an all-NBA level player. Mm-hmm. And no matter what and, the Lakers' offer was, there was no reason for the Pelicans to jump the gun ahead of the trade deadline. Exactly, because whatever stupid. trade whatever trade they were going to offer is going to be there in the summer, most likely. Mm-hmm. And if you're the Celtics, it doesn't. I, I think if you're the Celtics, it doesn't even fucking matter if AD says he's not going to resign there. No, Get him not in the at building, all. see what happens. Get him in the I building, would, see what happens. If, he's, look, if he gets might, to an NBA Finals with Kyrie, is he going to fucking leave for James Dolan? No, I, no, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Or or for, for the Lakers, but yeah. Like it, just, it just makes sense. It's like LeBron's going to be 36 years old when AD's a free agent. And and I get the appeal of playing in, playing in L.A. with LeBron and winning a championship. But if you're going to the finals with Boston, why would you leave that? So if it really is all about winning for him, which I don't exactly feel is true, but... Mm, ooh. <laughs> well, well, it, was if that it was a all... subtle shot at Anthony Davis I detect? <laughs> no, it wasn't that him. It was that Rich Paul. Oh, okay, okay. If, if okay. it was all about winning, I think there would have been a very different list of teams. You really think so? Yeah. So what's your trade deadline list? If you want to get moved by yesterday, what was your list going to be? Oh, well, he should have known he's not getting moved by yesterday. Okay. And that was, and that was my problem with how this whole oh, thing okay. was handled by Rich Paul. All right. Because... If you're an agent of a player, your job is to go is to orchestrate for what the players want. This none of this felt like what Anthony Davis wanted. You don't think and, so? I don't think Anthony Davis wanted to have this whole this whole thing right now. If Anthony Davis was done with the Pelicans, then why is he like begging them to let him play the rest of the season? Anthony Davis didn't, he's not a confrontational guy. And Rich Paul actually went on a, uh, I believe it was the, the Buker podcast recently, a few, like yesterday or something. And he said, the reason why he requested a trade for Anthony Davis is because Anthony Davis is too non, uh, non, um, non um, yeah, I guess like he's he's too non-confrontational. Like he wouldn't, okay. like he wouldn't do it himself. And it's like, well, then how are you acting on the be- on the behalf of your player? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, I mean that makes sense. If, but... if I, and it wouldn't honestly shock me if Anthony Davis has a new agent this summer. Really? You think he's dumping clutch? Well, okay. So right now, Clutch has made no money off of Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis signed his last contract with his old agent. Mm-hmm. He needs to look at this and be like, wow, I'm now a villain. Rich Paul totally screwed this up. Because now, now he, I mean, seriously, you think he's going to go in and get cheered by the Pelicans fans during the starting lineup? <laughs> well, I mean, look at what the fuck can the Pelicans fans do? They just, I mean, in a weird way, the Pelicans fans are kind of just being held hostage for the rest of this year. Oh, for sure. Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis is... And and I don't even think it's him. I think it's all on Rich Paul. I just now, now this is obviously a huge win for the Celtics that uh-huh. he's not getting traded. 
Uh-huh. Because now we have a chance to make our pitch. Now the Knicks have a chance to make their pitch. Both of those pitches will probably be more appealing than the Lakers. Uh-huh. Even any any team with the number one pick has a chance to make their pitch. Yep. That's if, another way to look Knicks, at it. If Chicago, for instance, were, were even to get the number one pick, I don't think Anthony Davis would want to play in Chicago. But yep. if you're the Pelicans, you have to consider that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If the Pelicans, if the Bulls offered up the number one pick, aka Zion, yep, Zion. Yep. I can't. I never can get this name straight. <laughs> Zion. Yep. Imagine if they offered Zion and Markkinen. Oh, like, then it's a done deal. That's a fucking good deal. <laughs> yeah, that's a done deal. You don't care where Anthony Davis wants to play. Exactly. Fuck him. Who cares if you're the Pelicans? If you're, yep. if you're the widow? If you're the 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 New Orleans Saints management? Yep. Like nobody cares at this point. He's no, no. All the goodwill is gone. No, what I, what I, what I like, what I respect about what Gail Benson did is she basically looked at this and said, "So he wants a trade, and he wants to go to the Lakers. Okay, I get that, but he's under contract. We don't have to send him there." And everyone's like, "Well, you do because they're offering this deal." And she's like, "Well, why do we have to take that if it's going to be there this summer with with different deals?" Yeah. Well, because Rich Paul said you have to. I'd, I'd just out of, I know I have not, this is a completely unsubstantiated claim. I have nothing and nothing to support this, but I would guess that yep. she doesn't know that much about basketball. No, and I she, think that's fair. She's, she's and a as a result, person. she looked at the situation in the most logical terms and made the right decision. Yeah. Because yeah, she, no, she, <laughs> she had no knowledge and she looked at it as logically cut and dry. We yep. have a piece of paper that says he's going to play for us until... 2020 yeah. so 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 him. he has to honor that <laughs> piece of paper yeah <laughs> yeah no she 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 did well and i think and i think they must have also given del demps a uh a vote of confidence otherwise because you see all the time gm's making panic trades if they're like about to be fired yeah i mean i was thinking earlier this year if i were even when ad made his trade request if I were Dale Demps and I knew I might be getting fired at the end of the year, I would actually go all in on the trade deadline and keep Anthony Davis. Yeah. I would have tried to get Conley and maybe Otto Porter or that. I know yeah, the money doesn't yeah. work at all, but like I would have gone for it. I would have yeah, completely gone that. for it. If AD's on a team one more year, fuck it. Why not? I might be getting fired. Like, yeah. <laughs> this isn't and, I, and I think, and I think that the best thing they could have done was give him that vote of confidence. Yeah. Like yeah. you had to, otherwise, otherwise he would have made a Stan Van Gundy or a uh, uh, Brian Colangelo panic trade. Billy fucking King, how about that? Billy, Billy fucking King, King, there you go. Trade. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the most interesting thing about this trade has been just how this has ripped the Lakers into pieces three different times. Oh, like, yeah. They had a piece of paper, right? Folded it down the middle. Then they ripped it. And then they yeah. put it the shredder. I mean, they're, they're, the they're, their teammate, their team chemistry <laughs> is a mess right now. <laughs> their team chemistry is a mess right now. There's, now there's issues with Luke Walton. And I want to quickly touch on Luke Walton here. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the two names that would be replacing him if they fire him? <laughs> Jason Kidd and Mark Jackson? Are you uh, kidding me? Luke- I, think, I think Luke Walton's a good coach. I legitimately do. But has enough time passed that people forgot how bad Jason Kidd and Mark Jackson were? No, that has not happened. Mark Jackson wasn't bad. Okay, well, I don't. I disagree that Mark Jackson was bad. Do I think Mark Jackson was? Was he? Was he, was he above averagely good? Was I don't Mark think Jackson so. I in Mark, the top fifteen coaches in the league? Uh, no. Adjacent. 
The second they fired Mark Jackson, the second they fired Mark Jackson, they became the best team of all time. Yes, but I will give him a. And here's the thing: I'm on your side here with Mark Jackson as a coach, but that it, I think that was an important summer for Curry and Clay to mature a little bit more, and they got a few more supporting pieces on the team. It no, wasn't they didn't. It was the same exact roster. I thought they got um, Livingston and uh, Barbosa. I know they Are still Livingston had Livingston and Barbosa. The difference between a second round exit and winning the championship. Fuck, that gave them a lot of depth. Livingston was a big move for them. That was a big move for them. I I don't. That's not that's not the difference between like that's not the difference between a second round exit and a uh, and a championship. No, I'm not saying it was. I'm saying that Mark Jackson leaving. It wasn't just Mark Jackson leaves and all of a sudden they're champions. I mean, yeah, but they went from like 55 wins to 73 wins. Is Livingston an 18 win difference? No, no, I'm it's the just, fact, it's that, the fact that Mark Jackson ran entire, a terrible he's the only reason. He isn't the only reason. I'm not That's saying Steve I'm Kerr saying. is the reason. I'm saying that Steve Kerr gave them a competent offense. Mark Jackson was a terrible offensive coach. Yeah, he wasn't. He, no, you're you're right. You're right. I think Mark Jackson will get another chance to coach in this league. And I don't. I don't think he should. He, maybe he deserves it. I can't. I mean, he did lead a team to 55 wins. I will give him that. I think if 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 fucking Byron Scott and Mike Brown keep getting chances to coach in this, well, league, I don't think they should either. Mark Jackson deserves one, but if they do, he should. No, At least Mark Jackson has reached success. Fred Hoiberg hasn't reached success. I don't think Fred Hoiberg is necessarily that bad a coach, even though we weren't really actually able to see because he's in such yep. a fucked up organization and situation. Yep. But I think that Mark Jackson deserves a job over him. I don't agree at all. Okay, well, we need to get on to I don't, green. I don't agree at all. So we'll, but 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 also, also, I want to talk. I want to touch on Jason Kidd for a second too. He was a Did fucking massacre. How bad J- Jason Kidd? Jason Kidd was bad in Brooklyn, forced his way out of Brooklyn, went to the went to the Bucks, held them hostage, and made them give him organizational power. Mm-hmm. Then, then their team started tanking. Mm-hmm. He basically held them hostage again. They were forced to fire him, and the second they hi- the second they fired him and replaced him with Joe Prunty, <laughs> they became better. I will say one thing: Kid did do a pretty good job with that Nets team. Originally, when he first came in, he did do a pretty good job because he was able to relate to Pierce and Garnett and those guys and get them playing better than who was it, Avery Johnson or Lionel Hollins? Which one did yeah, he take? Lionel Hollins. For? Yeah, he did a better job than Lionel Hollins, and he actually got that Nets team playing decent. Wait, no, I think Lionel Hollins replaced him. Yeah, I think you're right. No, yeah, Lionel Hollins, then it was Atkinson. Yeah, but yeah. He took over for Avery Johnson, and he, he got that team playing better. I'll give him that. I but then his, his a better coach than him. I would actually agree with that as well. I mean, Avery Johnson, people forget Avery Johnson led the Mavericks to— He won uh, coach of the year. Yeah, yeah, and he led them to—he didn't lead them to a chip, but he led them to the finals. I'll give him that. All right. Let's do a one seed. Yeah. So, so basically, bottom line, we both agree. Luke Walton much better than both those guys. Yeah. And this is just if if he gets fired, I will be. This has always yeah. been one of my only nitpicks with LeBron as far as him getting coaches hired and fired. Oh, like, it's crazy. Like fuck. Like he's David Blatt. He Spolster gone. He wanted Spolster gone. David Blatt deserves another chance. Yes, I I completely agree. Especially David, the, way they the, were, NBA is the, the the Cavs were thirty and eleven when they fired David Blatt. After he had led them to an NBA Finals, mind you. Yep, yep. 
right, <laughs> let's get let's get into the next trade. Enough about Anthony Davis. Let's talk about the trades that actually did happen. Yes, Philadelphia gets Tobias Harris, Boban Marjanovic, and Mike Scott mm-hmm. for Landry Shamit, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, a 2020 protected pick, and a 2021 unprotected Miami pick, as well as two second rounders. Mm, mm, mm. So Jerry West, executive off, of the year. Anybody? Let's start this off with the with the with the Clippers. Holy mm. shit! <laughs> Fantastic! The Clippers are the winner of the of, of the trade deadline. People so can the make Clippers a case essentially for got two first round picks and two second round picks, and Landry Shamet, who we both like. We both mm-hmm. think that he's going to be good. He is good. We think yeah, he is going to be good too. He's already the second best three point shooter on the Sixers. Essentially, for three guys that they had absolutely no interest in keeping beyond this year. Mm-hmm. That's a win. Fantastic trade. Fantastic that, trade. That. 2021 Miami unprotected pick. Mm-hmm. That's going to be such a good pick. Yeah, it's it's the Clippers are the winners of free agency. All we'll we'll get into their other trade as far as when they got yep. Ivica Zubac yep. for <laughs> for, yeah. for getting rid of Mike Muscala, who they got in yeah. this deal. Yeah. Now now for Philly, they are going all in on this year. They also got James Ennis for a second round pick. I love that. I love that trade. And they traded the number one pick in the draft from last year, Markel Fultz, for Jonathan Simmons, a 2020 protected OKC first round pick, and a second round pick. Okay. Now, they are loading up on 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 threes and fours. Mm-hmm. But I hate but them. They're... I hate this. This this is this is. I thought I think this is a huge mistake. Every trade, other than James Ennis, I don't think. Actually, I don't mind the Fultz trade either, but this Tobias Harris trade, I I don't I don't like this at all. Here's the thing with the Tobias Harris trade: every person on ESPN and in the the, the sports talking heads world is like, yeah, Tobias Harris, great teammate, good passer, good defender, good three point shooter. Ah, oh, what a perfect compliment to the Sixers! What a perfect compliment. Yep. Here's what I think. I, here's, I I've done this on a previous episode, but here's what I gotta talk to say. In the words of Michael Corleone, yep, about this situation. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Just when things were going better for the for the Sixers, just yep. when they beat the Warriors, even though Embiid was bad in that game, yep. just when they did that, just when things were finally coming together with Jimmy and them, they traded for Tobias Harris, who was going to take more shots away from Jimmy Simmons and Embiid. I don't. They basically and he traded. takes a ton of mid-range jumpers, by the way. He's a good three-point shooter, but he takes a, a th- yep. one-third of his shots are from mid-range. Yep, between between the Harris trade and the Butler trade, they've essentially traded every asset they have for two guys that can leave at the end of this year for nothing. Except for Zaire, maybe Anorexic Smith. <laughs> Jesus, Zaire <laughs> Hopefully Smith. he'll yeah. get healthy. Hopefully. <laughs> Yeah. That's, yeah, that's not a situation that's looking fantastic. Just think they could have had Michael Bridges. Hometown kid, good three-point shooter, three and D guy. Ah, Under okay. Anyway. <laughs> do, do, you know, do you know who would be the perfect fit with this roster? Robert Covington. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like you. No, right, I just right. I just I don't like now look, their starting lineup on paper is really good. Mm-hmm. But on this, paper. on paper, I mean this, this team, 
Okay, think think about it like this: the teams that they're going to have to go through in the playoffs if they if they want to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Who's guarding Kyrie Irving? Who's guarding Kyle Lowry? Who's guarding Kemba Walker? Who's guarding even Eric Bledsoe? Who's guarding even D'Angelo Russell or Spencer Dinwiddie? Yeah, they don't have a single guy on their roster besides T.J. McConnell that can guard a point guard. Are you going to have? Are you going to throw J.J. Redick on them? Are you putting Jimmy Butler on them? I guess so, but Jimmy Butler's not not very good at defending point guards. Yeah, you want him on your best wing player. You want not Jimmy Butler. You want you want Jimmy Butler on Jason Tatum, on Chris Middleton, mm-hmm. on people like that. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, even switch him onto Giannis sometimes. Yeah, stuff like that. So, yeah, you don't really want him guarding a point guard. Not at all. That's it's it's a complete misuse of his defensive skills. And Redick isn't even that great a defender. No, he's not. He's not. He's, okay. and he's serviceable. I like them getting Mike Scott. I think that he's a good fit for this team. I like them getting Boban. I think that he honestly is a good backup center. Mm-hmm. But Tobias Harris, are you going to tell me that they couldn't have offered the same exact package for Mike Conley? Or, even, they... offered, yeah, or even offered less and gotten Gallinari. Yeah, or offered less and gotten Gallinari. I mean, seriously, this package, this unprotected Miami pick, if you had gotten someone like Conley or, or even the perfect fit, Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. this package would have easily gotten Drew Holiday or Mike Conley, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's it's crazy just – I mean, the thing – the reason dynasties end – you know why dynasties end? I think I told you about this earlier this week, Will. But the reason dynasties end is because there's no reinforcements. You can sign all the minimum guys you want. You can get David West to come yep. off the bench for two, for a thousand, for eight hundred thousand dollars and set picks and, and whatever the fuck. But you know what? When you sign all those minimum guys, those guys are around there for even if they're actually playable. Some of those minimum guys are fucking done. They're yep. done. Like they got Corey Brewer. The Sixers got Corey Brewer for like ten days. He's yep. done. <laughs> and you need, you need young reinforcements when you draft well in the second round and even yep. the late half of the first round. You can't take those picks for granted. A team that's fantastic at, at drafting Spurs. like the Spurs. Look at the fucking Look Spurs. Look at the Celtics. They've got like Bryn Forbes, Davis Bertans, all the yep. – like Jonathan Simmons was undrafted. Those teams know how to scout and get good guys in the later half of the first round and early second round. Like yep. that's – like do that. Don't fucking trade all your assets. What are the what are the Sixers? Let's say let's put a hypothetical situation out there. Will let's say Jimmy leaves this offseason and Tobias yep. Harris is like, you know what? Maybe I don't know. Joel Embiid he plays his speakers too loud in the locker room. Yep. I don't like him on Instagram. You know what? I'm gonna go to James Dolan. Why not? Let's go to play with Emmanuel Moutier. Why sure, not? Let's sure. go to New York. He's from Long Island. It's feasible. Yep. And then you have. Then now we look at the Sixers lineup again. I think Reddick has another year on his contract. You have Embiid. You have Simmons, who's about to be a restricted free agent after that year. Yep. And who else do you have? <laughs> who uh, else do you yeah. have? <laughs> yeah. That's, That's a true. big problem. That's a big problem. As far as much as I love going for it, if you're the Sixers, because as, as good as the Warriors have looked lately. There's still definitely some shakiness in their foundation. Yep. There's no doubt about that. They're not in. They're not as invincible as they've been in years past. There's definitely a, a def. A, I still think they sweep whoever's in the finals. Uh, it depends who's in the finals. It completely depends. They're not going to sweep the Celtics. That's true. I think they went in five or six against the Celtics. I think they, I, I'd give the Warriors it in six. 
I agree. All right, and I think I think they'd beat Toronto in five, but I think they sweep Milwaukee or like Philly. I give Giannis a game. Let's say that's fair. Let's say let's say the uh, let's say the um, the Philadelphia 76ers managed to go through the entire Eastern Conference, and now they're playing the Warriors in the finals. Mm-hmm. Who's guarding Steph Curry? <laughs> and starting at point guard. Yeah. CJ McConnell. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna Imagine have to play to TJ McConnell. They're gonna they're gonna have to start playing TJ McConnell in crunch time against these teams for defense. And who sits out? JJ Redick. And who shoots three pointers? No one. Jimmy. <laughs> Joel Embiid. <laughs> What's the problem? I just, the problem with these trades is Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler. Like I said, both free agents at the end of this year, and both are gonna want max level contracts. And neither of them are worth that. Neither of them, neither of them should get that. But now, because you're Philly, you've given up so much that you have to retain them because someone's probably going to offer one of these guys a max. Oh, someone will a hundred percent. One of these these guys are going to get the max. I wouldn't give Jimmy the max over four years. I would no. give him the max, but I would give him the max over two or three years. Yeah, I would. If, you're, if I'm a, if I'm a team that legitimately feels like they're one piece away, I'd consider maxing out Tobias because I happen to really like Tobias Harris. Uh-huh. Yeah, but for Philly, is Tobias Harris the missing piece? A glue, an extra glue guy or two were the missing pieces. They don't have a single glue guy besides like T.J. McConnell on their roster. I, again, I like James Ennis. I like Jonathan Simmons. These are people I like. Is Mike Scott a glue guy? <laughs> oh, God. What is he getting pulled up, pulled over with guns in the trunk? <laughs> yep, yep. Now, I, I want Mike Scott bandwagon. I like Mike Scott. <laughs> I want to talk about Markel Fultz. Okay. They traded him to Orlando for Jonathan Simmons and the 2020 OKC first and a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Good for Orlando. I love this move by Orlando. This is a fantastic move. I love move. this move for Orlando. This could not be a better situation for Fultz to be in complete obscurity. You know, it's in yep. Florida. There's a nice sun. I heard Orlando wasn't very nice. You got fucking. You can go to Disney World if you like Markel. Go on some yep. fucking. It was not cartwheels. What's they called? Ferris, Ferris wheels. wheels. Ferris wheels. Yeah, you go on some carousels. Have fun in Orlando, Markel. Get some stress. Renovate your shot. Rejuvenate yep. your shot. Fucking pay Chip England $3 million to work with you in the summer. <laughs> Maybe no, go see I a therapist. This, I love this yeah, for Orlando because they it. need a point guard. So this starting point guard spot, as DJ soon as Augustine. he's ready, it's his. 100%. Now, I like this for Orlando because th- th- they get a guy who was being compared to Damian Lillard 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. And if it is legitimately just injury, and that's the only reason why he's been like this, mm-hmm. then this is the heist of the century getting him. And I can actually see it. Everybody is this point is saying, oh, it's all mental. He's got the yips. He's got the yips. I can understand that. But I will say the injury that they diagnosed him with does completely explain all this stuff. It, it does. It kind of does, yeah. It does. It completely explains all this stuff. Yeah. I pray that it's right. And hypothetically, on paper, if Fultz comes back and he's even – maybe he's a decent shooter. Yeah. But he's the defender – and has the same defensive potential as we saw earlier. Well, when you watch Markel Fultz, Fultz play, Isaac is a nice defensive core. When you watch Fultz play, he looks like a number one pick in the draft oh. until he shoots the basketball. Completely, he's, he's insanely athletic. He can get to the rim. He's got a great. 
He's got a great uh, spin move. He's athletic. He he can. He's he's got like those uh, those pre-injury Derrick Rose layup packages. He can hustle. Good yep. bench guy. Good teammate. Like six he's, four. Good. He's, he's got a good build. He's just instinct. All the shot. All that stuff. It's just all the shot. And I like that he's under Steve Clifford. Kemba Walker credits Steve Clifford. Steve Clifford as making him the player he is today. Mm-hmm. So if Steve, if Steve Clifford is some kind of point guard whisperer, then, then this is really good. Fantastic. But here's the thing for this the is Magic. A great gamble. The reason I don't understand, the, the weird thing about the Magic of the trade deadline is I'm not moving Vucevic. Vucevic, don't get me wrong, he's a legitimate all-star this year. Legitimate all-star. And Bamba's out with a strex fracture on his leg for who knows how long. Yep. But, fuck, you're just going to keep Vucevic? You can get, this is, he's at an all-time value high. I get, I understand, Fultz, I understand. You're giving the message, you're, you're, <laughs> if you get Fultz, you're giving the message that you're still rebuilding. You're still rebuilding. Vucevic isn't a guy for a rebuild. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Very good player. I, I understand them not trading for or trading him. I mean, they don't. They don't have. I mean, Bamba's out. So they don't really have another backup center. Mm-hmm. So they kind of have to play him. He's been fantastic for them this year. Fucking get Thon Maker. Why not? Give him we'll, the key. We'll, we'll we'll debate on Thon Maker later. <laughs> All right. Steadfastly on the Thon Maker bandwagon. Next trade that we want to talk about. Clippers getting Beasley and Zubak from Mike Muscala. Mike Muscala, Philly traded him to L.A., and then the Clippers immediately traded him to the other L.A., to the Lakers, for Beasley and, Z- for the Beasley and Zubac. So what do you think? I'm going on a limb here. I'm saying this is the, the fifth worst move of the Magic Johnson era, and I don't like this move at all. <laughs> I, I agree. Zubac was a legitimate piece of the Anthony Davis trade. Yep. Like, he's been good this year. He has he's been good this year. Young? energetic obviously he doesn't have that much of an offensive game but he hustles he can get some boards he can play a little yep. defense reminds me of thomas bryant exactly 100 percent. i he's got a little i can see him being a little martian gortati in the future okay i can completely who, see that who, if he can got cut by the clippers by the way yeah this was an interesting buyout guy for um, not buyout, but yeah, he's an, he'd be an interesting pickup for a few teams out there. Yep. But anyway, like he's yeah, if Zubai were to get in better shape and healthier, I could I could see that as a future. And if you're Lakers, you're getting Muscala. Muscala's been awful this year. Yeah, I, I like I think the concept. He's, he's a negative. He's the a negative. concept of Mike Muscala is a great fit for the Lakers. Yeah, but he hasn't been that this year, and Zubac is legitimately good. Yeah. Mike Muscala is like having sex all day. I get, I get, the I get the great of having sex all day. You can <laughs> stay with your girlfriend in your bed. Oh, great. And then like by the fourth time, it's like, ah, oh, fuck, this is, ugh. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. Now, Beasley, them losing Beasley is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, losing Beasley is kind of a positive because even though. I'm still kind of on the Michael Beasley bandwagon. I don't think that's the right word. It's kind of like a Beasley like Island, a, a rickshaw. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's the Michael Beasley bandwagon right now. Yeah, he's still a decent bench scorer. He's had a, he had a pretty good January. He can still help a team. As a but the, here's the thing with Beasley, Lance, and Javale, who we we were talking about this in private earlier this week about those guys confronting Luke Walton and the Lakers yep. drama and. I love Lance. I like Beasley. I even kind of like JaVale a little bit. 
But you can't the, have all three in the same team. Of those three guys on your team, it's fantastic to have one of those guys on your team. As far as someone who can, you want someone who stirs the pot. Yep. Someone who's interesting. You want you want like a Dennis Rodman kind of wild card on your team. You want that. You don't want all three of those guys. Nope. What the fuck? Nope, that's, that's too much. Way too that's much. Insane. Way too oh, much. God. All right, let's yeah. get let's get into another big trade now. Mm-hmm. Dallas getting Kristaps Porzingis. Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke, and Courtney Lee for Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, Wes Matthews, and two future first-round picks. And I believe two second-round picks as well. Yep. So first of all, can we just say what a fantastic move this was for Dallas? Because I've oh, got some shit about the, save, about the Knicks later. I'm going to get to that in a second. But let's talk about Dallas for one second. Yep. Fantastic. I love fantastic. it. Fantastic. I love it. There's nothing else to say. Fantastic. I love Dennis it. Smith, Wesley, Matthews, he, Wesley Matthews and DeAndre Jordan were both expiring deals. Mm-hmm. Dennis Smith Jr. And and by the way, they were both expiring deals who they had no interest in bringing back. Mm-hmm. Dennis Smith Jr., good, young, solid player. She has potential. Doesn't fit at all with Luka. Not at all. And the great thing about this, this trade is also that with getting rid of Dennis Smith and DeAndre, you get more minutes to players like Jalen Brunson and Maxi Kleber, who yep. not only have potential but have played very well in limited minutes this year. Yep. And now, who fit with Luka. Now, 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 the only argument that this would be a bad trade for Dallas is, well, now they gave up all their cap space for next year and blah, blah, blah. Who are they going to sign that's better than Kristaps Porzingis? Boogie! Just kidding. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Even though I think Boogie might be a fit for them anyway. Yeah, but he's not better <laughs> he's than not better Porzingis. Porzingis. Yes, he's not better than Porzingis. Now, who's gonna be, and now he, and, he's a restricted free agent this year, right? Yep, yep. And and he's rumored that he is gonna sign the qualifying offer. That's total bullshit. There's no way he does that. Mark Cuban is gonna get him in a room. He's it's gonna be Mark Cuban, it's gonna be Luca, and it's gonna be Dirk and Porzingis. And Mark Cuban is gonna be sitting there surrounded by Dirk and Luca, and he's gonna hand him a contract and he's gonna be like, Look. This is a max contract, and then he's going to sign it, and that'll be it. Okay. Do I think that they should probably give him a max? No. No, probably not. He's a big man coming back from a, to- a torn ACL. And, like, five other minor injuries. Yep. I don't—it's a little bit risky, but Cuban's not letting him go. Cuban is not letting him go. Not at all. Just the, the risk like, reward of this, the the reward way outweighs outweighs the risk. Totally, There's no doubt about that. Totally. And I like and I even like Tim Hardaway Jr. and Trey Burke on this team. Yeah, why not? I think that Trey Burke is a really good po- is a really good bench point guard. The Mavericks lost JJ Barea. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Fills that role. Done. Yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. I was saying earlier this season that I thought they should trade Tim Hardaway Jr. for Wes Matthews. Yeah, we have we have you on record for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was saying that earlier this year, so I'm glad yeah. that I was kind of right. Yeah. But now, 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 hopefully, you can just prove me right. But the concept of Tim Hardaway Jr. is a good fit on this team. Mm-hmm. I completely, I completely agree. <laughs> I completely agree. There's nothing, there's nothing left to debate about that. Yep. So, how about this? Let's get to the Knicks. Here's all. Here's what I gotta say. All right, First of all, I love New York, right? I love New York so much that I actually listen to Ebro in the morning. Great radio show. Hopefully, I'll be able to be an internet hot 97 this summer. That's a story for another day, okay? I listen to the doing the gym. I'll be doing that later. Get some bench press. Listen to some Ebro, okay? Here's the thing. The New York media, this entire week, from yep. Max Kellerman 
to fucking, I'm sure, Mike Francesa and to, Trump to, supporting to friends M- and long to fucking MSG Island. Networks. To, to MSG Networks and to, I'm sure, the office of one James Dolan. And also, the Knicks fans in Chris Dabbs Porzingis' Instagram comments. There's been one narrative this entire time. Ah, Chris Dabbs Porzingis. The gall, so ungrateful. Look at all we've done to you. We've supported you. You're a snake. How could you do this to us? Oh my God, New York has done everything for you. What have you done, Kristaps Porzingis, to put yourself in a situation where you can say, ah, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. What have you done for us, Kristaps Porzingis? Here is something for you ungrateful, delusional Knicks fan fucks. It doesn't fucking matter. He's Kristaps Porzingis. He was the fourth overall pick. He's one of the best young players in the league, period. Period. Before he got hurt last year, he was fantastic. He was fan-fucking-tastic. And you say, oh, what has he done lately? He has the gall. You know what he has? He has a fucking brain, Knicks fans. He has a fucking brain that he wants to leave James Dolan, leave incompetent Steve Mills. Phil Jackson got all the, 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 the blame for how bad the Knicks were during his tenure. He got all the blame. I deserve, I understand that. He deserved a lot of it. You know who was the GM of that team? Steve Mills. And you know what happened after Phil Jackson left? He got a promotion. They gave a promotion to the GM of that whole fucking disaster. They gave a promotion to Steve Mills. And you know what? Scott Perry, well, I know you've, a lot of people have said, including you, Scott Perry, uh, I like this move for the Knicks. What the fuck has Scott Perry done since drafting Kevin Durant and being one of Joe Dumar's henchmen who assembled that? I'll give him credit for the Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace, Rashid Wallace Bulls team. What the fuck has he done lately? Why, if you're Chris Epps Porzingis, should you have any confidence in this organization? Why, Knicks fans, should you have any confidence in this organization? I can see a route to Kyrie coming there this offseason. It's plausible. I can see a route for LeBron, I mean, not, not LeBron, KD coming there this offseason with his agent and his best friend Royal Ivy, he's one of the assistant coaches. I can understand it. But to say, what have you done for us? You don't have, you know, how, how do you have the gall? Chris Debs Porzingis. How about Knicks fans? Fuck you. He's sane. Okay, so <laughs> okay, so that was a lot. Okay, ah, I feel cleansed. I feel cleansed. Right. So, <laughs> so okay, some of that I agree with, some of that I don't. Scott Perry is good. Why? What? Why? 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 I don't know. Just a feeling. I think. I think that he does know what he's doing. I think that he does know what he's doing. And f- to some extent, now I'm not going to defend the media saying bad stuff about Chris Dobbs because that is just absurd. On MSG Networks and the graphic they they showed when they were saying that Porzingis got traded, the first three things they n- mentioned were number four pick in the draft, skipped exit interview, and missed X amount of games out of X amount of games. What? On, wait, you mean on, on like, the billboard outside MSG or on, like, the TV? On, like, the TV network. Man, you gotta now, be... That's fucking bullshit. That, this is the network owned by, basically, the team. Mm-hmm. So that I will not defend because that is not good. Mm-hmm. However, I don't mind this trade. I don't mind them trading Porzingis. I think they probably could have gotten a better trade. But if Porzingis didn't want to be there... And if they 
have tampered a little bit and believe that there is a reason that Durant is going to be coming there and another player, whether that be Kyrie or Kemba or someone, then this is worth it. I actually don't hate the deal. I just hate the reaction to the deal. I don't actually okay, hate the fair. deal. I don't completely hate the deal at all. It's a, if this move works out, it's going to look like a stroke of genius. Good for Scott Perry and Steve Mills. They actually, for once, they made a sane move. They made a good move that wasn't drafting yep. Kevin Knox because Kevin Knox has looked good this year. And look, they, they've got Kevin Durant on their team now. Yep. And if this doesn't work? Oh, then oh bad. God. Oh, oh my God. Bad. One interesting now, thing about this is that actually, now that I think of it, this is kind of like what we were talking about earlier with Dell Demps. As far as these guys, I'm sure, I'm sure Scott Perry... I'd assume that if Scott Perry doesn't get KD, he's gone, right? Does Scott Perry still has his job? Has has his job after this? I would. Oh, 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 Scott Perry. No, I think Scott Perry's safe. You think so? What about Steve Mills? That one's a little more questionable. I don't know. He's probably on. He's probably. I don't know what suspicious favors he does with James Dole. That James Dole is so loyal to him and and keeps him around. Man, it doesn't make any sense. But like. Man, I the thing with Scott Perry is like, I just don't understand his resume. Bro, like, the last thing he did that he was Kings president for like one year. That doesn't really matter. What can you do in one year? But before then, yeah, about five years, he was the vice president and assistant general manager of Rob Hennigan's Orlando Magic tenure. One of the worst tenures I can remember. Okay. Something that though that though he Rob Hennigan made the right decision in trading Dwight Howard, I'll give him that. I'll give him that for that foresight. But that tenure was a massacre filled with Alfred Payton, who didn't fit on that team, Mario Hazonia, like who's now on the Knicks again. Oh yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that whole tenure was a disaster. So that's why I don't understand how there's any confidence in Scott Perry. That's fair. That's fair. All right. I want to move on to the next trade. All right. Toronto getting Marcus All. So Toronto got Marcus All for Memphis. Or sorry, from Memphis for Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, CJ Miles, and a 2024 second round pick. I'm a little surprised at how little Marcus All's value was. No. Um, uh, it's hard. I kind of agree, but. Now, At we the know same that time, Memphis, I'm a big Dillon Wright fan. We know that Memphis scoured the market for Gasol, so I do mm-hmm. genuinely believe that this was probably the best offer they could get. I like Dillon Wright. I think that he's going to be a solid player. Valentrunas is whatever. He'll be gone soon. CJ Miles is had a terrible year. 2024 second-round pick? Whatever. What a win for Toronto. Fantastic move by them. This is Gasol's an upgrade from Valanciunas as far as he also has yep. space to floor more. I would actually even like this move even more if the Raptors were to get on the buyout buyout market yep. right now. And now that they have, even though Miles has had a down year, they have a void for a shooter. They could go for Nick Stauskas or Wayne Ellington. Um, uh, Wayne Ellington fastly on the Wayne Hell. He did. He what? Yeah, yeah. He just signed with Detroit earlier today. Uh, well, I guess a nice move by Detroit, but it doesn't really matter. But yeah. anyway, I think Stauskas, I wouldn't mind. 
Yeah, they just the Raptors need one more shooter, and I would actually also like it because they essentially did the second round pick version of cutting Greg Monroe yesterday. That yeah. I would be interested if they maybe even though even though you got someone like Siakam and Ibaka can someone... play backup center, I could see like Enos Kanter maybe he can make yeah. a nice little impact just because he's he can put up twenty and twenty easily. Marquise Morris, mm, I like that idea. I like that idea. Although I they hope the Celtics one. get him. They need one little buyout big man and maybe another shooter, and I love this Toronto team to win the East. I think, no, I think this is a great trade for Toronto. Number one, because they get out of Jonas Valanciunas's contract. So, because Marcus Saul can opt out of his player option at the end of this year, boom, all that salary's gone. Mm-hmm. So, Delon Wright, I we both think has a lot of potential. We both like. Mm-hmm. He was not reaching out on this team, mm-hmm. not behind Lowry and. And Fred Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. CJ Miles didn't play. This, I think, makes them the best team in the in the East. I agree. They somehow got rid of all their semi spare parts and turned them into yep a f- former All Star center. Yep, who's I mean, actually Valentin not that even far now, away from All Star level in the East. Yep, and now has not has not played in two months. Mm-hmm. He's been hurt, and so, he also just doesn't really fit with their team now. Yep. So honestly, good pickup. He can shoot threes. He can defend. We'll see how it works in the playoffs. I don't. That's all that matters. It's been a but, weird deadline for Memphis because they also traded uh, Jermichael yep. Green and Garrett Temple to the Clippers, which for Avery Bradley. I absolutely love this move for the Clippers. Jermichael Green, one of my favorite weird players in the league. I think he's a great Doc Rivers guy. Can defend. Yep. Can hit threes. Can rebound. Yeah, it would not shock me to see Jermichael Green spend a few years in the Clippers. Definitely. He's an unrestricted free agent after this year, but I could, yeah. I could see him he, back. He's a perfect complimentary piece if the Clippers can get a big free agent this year. Yep. And honestly, I'm, I even like Garrett Temple. It wouldn't surprise me if they bought him out. Mm-hmm. But I also, I, I, would, I wouldn't mind if they kept him. I actually happen to like Garrett Temple a lot. Yeah, Solid one of the better defender, glue guys three-point the shooters. Yep, good glue mm-hmm. guy. Definitely. Memphis gets Avery Bradley about five years after they should have originally. <laughs> Man, I hope I hope Avery Bradley gets bought out and goes to the Celtics. Just for old time's sake, I think Stevens can get him. Because here's the thing. For those of uh, our audience who don't know, Will and Avery Bradley, I'll, I'll let you take it from here, Will. Avery Bradley is one of my favorite players of all time. <laughs> I loved him on the Celtics. I was very happy that he ended up on the Celtics. I have an Avery Bradley Celtics jersey, which, by the way, doubles as a Jason Tatum jersey because they're both number zero. Ooh, Big I win. like it. Big I win. like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love Avery Bradley. That being said, even I can admit he's been awful this year. Mm-hmm. He has been terrible this year. So, I would love to see him get bought out and go to a contender. I would love to see him involved. Hell, I love Avery Bradley so much that he could join the Warriors, and I'd still be like, all right, good for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, on, your, I'm on your side. I've always really respected Avery Bradley as far as being a great defender, being able to hit yeah. threes, as far as someone as undersized now, as him. He has been terrible on offense this year. Mm-hmm. One of the worst offensive players in the league this year. So... It's all about getting me in the right situation. I think Boston is the right situation. They could really turn it around. Yep. Yep. So, honestly, Memphis, whatever. I don't really get this trade for them. I think they could have gotten more for Jermichael Green. But Avery Bradley, 
Solid player. Good trade for Clippers. Definitely. Next trade. Sacramento gets Harrison Barnes from Dallas in exchange exchange for Justin Jackson and Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph immediately got bought out by Dallas, so he's now a uh, free agent. So this is essentially Harrison Barnes for Justin Jackson. Here's the thing. First of all, I love this move for the Mavericks. Great move by the Mavericks. I think just getting out of Barnes's contract for next year and this year, they've got some extra cap space to work with in the free agency, which Tim Hardaway Jr. kind of filled up, but now they have it again. Yep. Um, and for the Kings, I think I'm not a Justin Jackson fan personally, but for Harrison Barnes, because he's a he's a nice complimentary player. He's, in the words of New Yorkers, he's I. He's okay. He's decent. Harrison Barnes is decent. He's, he puts up about 17 a game. He, even, he shoots about 40. He's actually having a fantastic three-point shooter shooting year. This. He's about 40%, even though his yep. field goal percentage is way down around 40%. Yep. And he takes a ton of mid-range jumpers. He needs the ball in his hands. And the, problem, the reason I don't like this move that much for the Kings is that it's like a cop-out. Harrison Barnes is the best you can do? Fuck, you, now, can't, get any, you can't get a better three? Really? Well, I noted their first option was Otto Porter, who we'll talk about next. Mm-hmm. But they obviously didn't get him. I think Harrison Barnes is the perfect fit on, on Sacramento. He is 26 years old, so he's still young, but he's now in that kind of veteran phase. He's not getting better at this point. I think he can still get a little better. He's only 26. He's only 26, but he's been a seven-year NBA veteran. He was the same player for the first three years, and then he got better for his fourth year, and then he's been the same player the last three years. That's fair. It wouldn't shock me, though, if he gets, <laughs> if he gets better, though. Now, he's a great fit next to uh, next to Fox and Heald because uh-huh. he's a player who— because Heald can't really create his own shot that much. He is a phenomenal catch-and-shoot player. He's He can create his own shot, but he can't— you don't want him really doing it consistently. Harrison Barnes gives him that next guy after De'Aaron Fox who can create his own shot and kind of create for others, I guess, just as being someone who you have to guard. He he's a good defender. He'll he'll slide into the uh into the starting four or three. And they needed that position anyway. Justin Jackson was playing really well for them. I love this trade for for Dallas because I'm a I'm a Justin Jackson fan. Oh you are? He, Yep, I like him. I think he's a good three-point shooter. I think he can be a good defender. I I've, like Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson has me PNTSD. It's called post-national title game stress disorder. Okay. Na- 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 national title game. Excuse me. I said national title game. I think. <laughs> anyway, Justin Jackson was like over nine from three and airballed like five. Yeah. That just that completely turned me off to Justin Jackson. I can't I can't get that out of my head. I'm still Fair. replaying that in my moment because I actually like UNC. I hope I I hope that they were gonna do well. Anyway, the thing with Barnes though is that my, my most disturbing thing about Barnes is this. Fine, having have him for this year, fine, whatever. But he has he's getting paid, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, he's getting paid over twenty million dollars next year, right? That's correct. And the Kings want to sign him long term. Correct. I can understand this, the Kings having the salary on their books because who the fuck's going to go to Sacramento? Even though they have a nice, they have a nice young team. 
that organization is still a bad one. It's yep. still a bad organization. And I'd play, rather play in a lot of places other than Sacramento, even though I'm sure the weather's nice there. A lot of California sunshine. It's not for the Bay up, Area. They gave up essentially nothing for Harrison Barnes. Yeah. And in that sense, and, I like this move. But when you're talking about ha- signing Harrison Barnes long term for a well, team, he's an already all in place. Well, yet. That's when I have they a problem. They, they haven't committed to signing him long term. He still has another year and a half on his deal. No, it they just, haven't. If, but the notion that they'll sign him long term is really disturbing because that's exactly the kind of dumb Kings deal that would sabotage this team. Well, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because they haven't done anything yet. It just right now, all it does is give him confidence to go out and be the best that he can. I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I hope this Kings team does well. Now we're going to go to Otto Porter because that's the other player that the Kings wanted but didn't get. Chicago got Otto Porter in exchange for Bobby Portis, Jabari Parker, and a second-round pick. I love this this trade for both teams. Okay, here's where I am with this. I don't like this trade for Washington. One year of Jabari Parker and... Bobby Portis was a restricted free agent. Even though I, I actually like Bobby Portis, I think he's pretty good, especially on, on a team with better, uh, you know, dynamic and better organization. And I'm sure <laughs> Bobby Portis really adds to the, the the great wealth of great character guys on the on the Washington Wizards. Oh my God! Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> that was sar- that was sarcasm for people who don't know. Do your research. <laughs> anyway. The problem you couldn't get more for Otto Porter if you're the Wizards, like fuck, like you can't you can't get anything else. Well, what what do you think they could get? He's getting paid twenty seven million dollars for a dude who's averaging fourteen points a game. You can't get a pick. Maybe they got a second round I pick. If the Kings would. I wonder if the Kings. No, like a uh, maybe a first rounder. No, they can't maybe get a, late a first, first round pick for Otto no, Porter. A late first for Otto Porter. No, not at all. It's doable. How about like, not at all? I, I'm interested to hear what the Kings deal would have been. I wonder. It, it was the same would, offer. It was the same offer, Justin Jackson and Justin. Yeah. Ooh. No, just, Justin Jackson good. and Zach Randolph, yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's bad. That's not a good yeah. I guess if this was if this was the best offer on the table for Otto Porter, do it. But man, this uh because I mean neither of these players in all likelihood are gonna be if Washington is smart, <laughs> are gonna be on the Washington roster next year. That's correct. Uh, but they got a second round pick. Which is, I thought they were going to have to give up a pick to get rid of Porter. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't. For Chicago, I like this trade and I don't like this trade. I like this trade for Chicago because they're being real. They know that they're not getting anyone with that cap with their money, and he is a competent player that really won't help you win extra games. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. That's a fantastic point you made at the end. I like this trade for the same reason that you do. And you know why I don't like this trade? When you look at basketballreference.com and notice that Zach Levine and Otto Porter next year are going to be making, this year as well, they're going to be making a combination of $47 million. Yep, that's a lot of money for them. <laughs> that's when that's you, a lot of money for them, but who else are they going to pay with that? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I get it, but... <laughs> Someone's like got to get age really badly because you know there used to be a lot of gay slurs back in like late '80s rap with NWA. Like a lot of that shit hasn't aged badly. Looking at <laughs> looking at this Auto Porter Zach Levine deal, I really don't think this is going to age great. Yeah, I'm just saying. But I don't, I don't know. Like well, Porter does fit marketing and well, Wendell Carter well. If the Bulls had yeah. a competent 
coach that doesn't just have them run suicides all practice. Anyway, on to the next one. All right, we, we we're gonna we're gonna power through five trades here. We're gonna go we're gonna go speed round for two or three of them, and then talk about one. Okay. So so first off, speed round. L.A. gets the sorry. L.A. Lakers get Reggie Bullock. Detroit gets Svi. Don't know how to pronounce his last name. Kaliuk is that it? Something like that, and a second round pick. Love it for the love it for the Lakers. Weird for Detroit. I completely agree. Bullock is one of their best assets to move at the trades online, and you can't couldn't get better than him. Yeah, I, I like I th- his potential, but I mean, he's I don't I don't I don't, I don't love it, especially if they're then going to sign Wayne Ellington. Why not just keep Reggie Bullock, who's better? Exactly, and the problem with the Pistons is I think this this trade deadline they're taking an L because their whole thing with this trade deadline they either had to go all in and trade for Mike Conley or go all out trade Drummond, trade Bullock, trade yeah, Rick yeah. Jackson if you can get him, trade everybody in tank. They needed to yep. do one of them, and they didn't do either. Yep. All right, next speed round trade. Cleveland got Nick Stauskas uh, and who was the other? Oh, Wade Baldwin, two second-round picks. Portland got Rodney Hood. Like it for both teams. Yeah, pretty much. Hood's Portland, a, a Portland, gave, play, up, Portland gave up two guys who didn't play and two second-round picks. They get a guy who is going to be a solid sixth man for him or yeah. seventh man for him. Hood Cleveland is shooting for Jeff Green at this point. Yep, Cleveland got two second round picks for again someone they had no intention of keeping. Yeah, and this brings us into the next Dowskis trade. Yep, now this is a three team trade here. Houston gets Nick Stauskas, Amon Shumpert, Wayne Baldwin. The Cavs get Brandon Knight, Marquise Chris, a 2019 lottery protected Houston pick, and Sacramento gets Alec Burks. I very, love this trade for the Cavs. Very quickly, I love this trade for the Cavs. I I, I, I like this trade for uh, for Sacramento, I guess. I mean, Shumpert is a big locker room guy for him, but I think Alec Burks is a better player for them. Alec Burks is I. He's like, whatever. And Houston then traded Nick Stauskas and Wayne Baldwin to the Pacers, basically, to clear cap space. Then the so, Pacers cut them. Yep. So basically, Houston got Shumpert for Brandon Knight, Marquise Chris, a 2000, and they gave up a 2019 pick this year. I like Shumpert on Houston. Tony like, Shumpert had a really good relationship. I like Tony knew how to Shumpert. use him well. Or sorry, yeah. yeah, I like this trade for Houston because I like Shumpert. I think he'll fit on the team, and they got rid of two expensive guys who they didn't want to pay or play. Mm-hmm. And now they improved their roster and went under the salary cap. So they're no longer under the luxury tax. Yeah. So they're no longer paying a tax. And they get a, a wing defender, a good yep. wing defender who's actually having a pretty good shooting here. Yep. Perfect. And for the Cavs, Cavs I mean, I Cavs think Marquise Chris is exactly the kind of player they need to take a gamble on. Marquise Chris isn't even a gamble at this point. He's a few, if he can give you anything, great. Why not? Give him minutes if you're the Cavs. What do you have to lose? You can, other than games. <laughs> yeah. Why not? You get a first-round pick, great. Yeah, whatever. I mean, Brandon Knight, who cares? Marquis, yeah. Marquis Chris, maybe you take a look at him, maybe you don't. Either way, who cares? It's all about that first-round pick. Yeah. Well done. Sacramento, Alec Burks, cool. Who cares? All right. Next next trade. Milwaukee gets, uh, gets Miritich. The Pelicans get Jason Smith, Stanley Johnson, and four second-round picks. I like this trade, again, for both teams. I like I love this trade for the Bucks. Fantastic trade. He, Great Miritich trade for can the play, Bucks. 
He's a good shooter. He can play crunch time. He can this with is, Lopez and Miritich. I don't think you can Miritich, play them together, but you can interchangeably play them. You can always have one of the two on the court. Miritich is what Budenholzer always wanted Peril Antic to be. <laughs> yeah, this so, is this is a little bit of an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. So back when he was with the Hawks. So this 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 was a good trade for Milwaukee. They get a player who can hit threes, who can score a little bit. Not a very good defender. He'll probably get run off the floor by by a team in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But whatever. You didn't give up a lot. You gave up Jason Smith who didn't play, Stanley Johnson who you acquired for Thon Maker who you didn't play. And and for for the Pelicans, you get a look at Stanley Johnson and you get four second round picks. Yeah. Nice assets. You're in, you're in asset asset comp- compilation compilation yep. mode if you're the Pelicans at this point. Yep. Good for them. I don't think yep. Stanley I do have a problem with Stanley Johnson though. I was actually on the Stanley Johnson bandwagon if he could develop a jump shot before the draft. Stanley Johnson has done absolutely nothing about that. He's a solid defender. He can he's 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 multi-talented. He can do a few things for you, but yep. I think this this leads us into our other very small trade. Yep. Um where the Detroit Detroit traded Thonmaker to Milwaukee for Stanley Johnson. Vice versa, they, actually. I'm sorry. Detroit got Thonmaker from Milwaukee for Stanley Johnson, excuse me. And I and have a problem and with And then this, Milwaukee yeah. flips Stanley Johnson in the Meritage trade. I don't understand this for the Pelicans. How can you not get Thon Maker? I think Thon Maker is a big upgrade over Stanley Johnson. Even though Thon Maker, he's been very he's he's been the definition of hot and cold his NBA career. Even mostly if that, cold. Mostly yeah, cold. he's had. But here's the thing with Thon Maker: he's still so raw. He's like 21. He's shown in insane flashes. Like yeah. Thon Maker, if you watch him for seven minutes. Five and a half minutes, you won't know he's on the court, and then one and a half minutes, it's like, oh shit, Thon Maker. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's no, the way no. It is. I, I'd say, I'd say, I'd say, out of, if he was playing seven minutes, it's about five minutes of wait, Thon Maker's out there. About a minute and a half of oh, all right, there's Thon Maker, and then thirty <laughs> seconds of holy shit, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, but I think if you're the Pelican, exactly. I I don't really disagree with that, even though it's a little different from mine. Like, but if you're the Pelicans at this point. You go for ceiling. You don't go for, oh, he could be a decent role player. You go for ceiling. I, I get that. Ceiling. I get that. But I think I, – I just I just don't think Thon Maker is very good. He has had like five good games in three years. <laughs> but those good games have been crazy. <laughs> don't forget like – don't act like you don't you forget what happened to your Boston Celtics last year in the playoffs for okay, one game. Okay, I remember what happened for one game, but I also remember <laughs> what happened for the other six. <laughs> so – I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't really worry about Thon Maker. I think Stanley Johnson for the Pelicans is worth taking a look at. And yeah. Why not? With all these draft picks at this point – Especially guys who come out straight out of essentially late high school or one and one one and done guys. I'm not giving up on any in, any of these guys until they're over 22 years old, over 20 until they're over 22 or 23 years old. Okay, so many of these guys come out so early, like way too early, like Thonmaker. Thonmaker shouldn't have come out till he was like till this year. So these guys come out so early, and you look at someone like Noah Vonley this year, who's been a revelation for the Knicks. Like these guys need time to develop. Like, I would actually like a rule from the NBA yep. that would say, okay, you can come out of high school 
but you got to spend at least but you're in but you're ineligible to play in the NBA for 2 years and you have okay. to play in the league instead. Okay. I would actually yeah. love that idea. Yeah. It's all about development. All right. Anyway. Anyway, that 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 about wraps up everything that we wanted to talk about for the trade deadline. Now, obviously there were a few more trades here and there. Celtics traded Jabari Bird and whatever and just trades like that there there there, there was i mean I, I said this to you before the trade deadline i was like remember 80 about 80 percent of trades are done purely for salary cap purposes yeah so we didn't go over a lot of those kind of trades but honestly i thought i thought it was a very fun trade deadline it was exciting a lot of stuff happened i'm happy anthony davis did not get traded boston now has a chance to make their pitch and in the next episode, we're going to talk about the awkwardness now with Anthony Davis and the Pelicans. Uh-huh. How, how does everybody is... proceed? How yep. does everybody proceed? It's going to be and, great. And we'll touch on how the Lakers proceed here, too. Uh-huh. All right. Th- thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. If you are new, please subscribe. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. We really appreciate it. All day. You know, hit us with a follow on Instagram, at TripGuapo, at WillRobbins21. Liz, I got to hit the gym soon, son. Let's do it. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, talk to you guys later. See you later.